twiddlers hanging out. There we are. <laughs> awesome. I think we all look and sound good, right? <clears throat> yeah, nice colors. So yep, looks good. You know. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, how's everyone doing? Good. Yeah, good. Same here, good. doing well. <laughs> yeah. Work, working on yeah. a lot of uh, new stuff and uh, decided to explore some of my uh, sins that I hadn't touched in a long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's good. going nice. That is quite a good thing about being in isolation, I guess. You know, you get to do all these things that you forgot about or didn't have time for mm -hmm. all, yeah. this, all this time. Mm. Yeah, especially checking out yeah. equipment, really. Yeah. Because... Um, it's you know it takes time really to really get to know something and you know when do you really have the proper time to do that so there's no there's yeah, no excuse exactly it's no excuse usually, now usually for touring artists i guess it's like um you know touring in the weekends and you know being with family or you know catching up on other things monday um yeah maybe go to the studio on tuesday you know went through mm. wednesday or whatever and and then, um, by the time you get something going, it's um, it's Thursday night, and you have to yeah. go. You have to prepare for the weekend again. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you do you yeah, take true. time off? Do you take time off, especially to to create space for uh, studio work or other things, or or you just go on the road every weekend? Who, who me? Or, uh, or anyone, or yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes I, I try to plan things in if I have a special project coming up. Like, uh, as you know, Jochem, I, uh, a while ago I did a 5.1 surround set on the, on the festival in Germany. And I really took some time off to prepare for that. Yeah, for sure. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, so, first of all, yeah. you guys are lucky because you're all uh, stuck where your studios are. I got stuck back in Georgia, so I, it's been hard to get access to making music even. So it's, it's quite difficult. And then, um, yeah, and on top of it, we had like a this lockdown and we didn't have access to cars. So I couldn't even really go get to like friends' studios as well. So okay. you're lucky that you have access to all of your stuff there. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, in, uh, yeah. you're in Tb Tbilisi? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm from oh. here, so um, I was only meant to be here for like a couple of weeks and now. But, mm. um, but you know, you get creative with it. You use what you can. Kind of sometimes limiting your setup is nice because you get to, you work with what you have. So. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a bit luck, isn't it? Because we could have all been stuck in, I guess, well, certainly for me, I could have been stuck in a lot worse a place than I am now. Uh, like in a hotel, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which which would have been particularly bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it is just sort of making use of your head and time, isn't it? Really, because yeah, true. It's actually worse to have. I think it's worse to have more time to do things. I th I, th I think it's uh, we're not used to it. We weren't used to it before. We mm. weren't used to having so much time and. Um, Maybe that's um, yeah. Maybe it's t it was too much of a shock to have so much time. We, you know, it's... yeah. You mean like sometimes good things come out of the time restrictions you have, or is that what you mean? 
having having a yeah, time th- limit pushes you we, to we, get something done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we really got used to as as a kind of a as, as a human race, we we for better or worse, we kind of got used to that uh, rolling pressure almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of having no time and just kind of you know making the best of it, and and then suddenly you have just bands of time, and at first it seems amazing, um, but then. I've I've found that it's it's it mm. took a good three weeks before I kind of knew what I wanted to do with that time properly, mm. you know. So it's it's quite interesting actually, I think, the whole process, the psychological process of this whole uh meltdown, really. Um <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But, you yeah. Know, I, I yeah. Agree. yeah. Yeah, I mean what I've what I've seen it's, it's, is that a, a lot of people who are now stuck at home in their studios somehow think that they really need to create a lot of stuff now because they are at home all the time. But mm-hmm. I also think you, you cannot necessarily f- force that, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 start creating a lot of a lot of stuff now. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, what, what I'm experiencing, I have days here, you know, that that. That I'm really in a, in a nice mood for creating, and a lot of stuff happens. But I also have days here that you know uh, that I'm not creating anything at all, and and I think that yeah, that that's fine as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I said for for me it works both ways. Yeah. You know, if there if there is a <clears throat> if there is a mm-hmm. time restriction on a project, um, it can definitely help um, yeah. getting things done because you. Uh, are you know you are kind of um, um, especially when you do collaborations you know you kind of owe it to the to the other person to to get something out of it you know or you know if you uh, mm-hmm. work on something and spend time together it's uh, you you can't just sit around and you know watch movies or listen to music you know you you basically mm-hmm. get your hands dirty and and get something done you know um, yeah. but on the other hand. Um, Having no deadlines and um, no real schedule to do something can also um, result in just um, you know experimenting and meandering through all kinds of thoughts and ideas until you mm. stumble upon something that you would never have done when you had a time restriction. You know, so it's um, I think yeah, yeah yeah there's there's two yeah. sides of it. I think yeah, may, I mean maybe this creatively. I think this. Yeah. As, 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 you know, whatever happens, happens. But creatively, I think it's actually quite interesting, you know, um, to be thrown into a different world yeah. for for months, really. I mean, you know, and none of us really, no one really knows where, what, yeah, what's coming sure. out the other side. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, working as a musician or making music or, um, uh, you know, being an artist in general is always about problem solving, you know? Um, I mean, just hmm. going, going into a studio yeah, is in fact a problem solving, problem solving job. You know, you, you have, you have this, you're right. Um, thing, yeah. yeah, no, true. You have this thing <laughs> yeah. in mind, you have this thing in mind, <laughs> but it's, you never end up doing what you had in, in mind. Exactly. You know, it's always, hmm. uh, um, yeah, you know, uh, something that you set out to do, and um, you might you might get the aesthetic in the end, but never really, um, you know, like some 
you know, like there's Aren't also. You there's intended? A, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get melodies in your head, of course, you know, but the way it's going to sound, the way it's going to turn out, how how a track or a piece of music is actually going to work or communicate uh, mm. is something you can never have in your mind exactly, you know. Um, mm. It's always, you know, you, you start with this idea and then you um, you solve problems until you get um, to an acceptable version or an acceptable incarnation or whatever or of what you were setting out to do. Um but it's never the exact thing, right? I don't know. I mean, at least for me, I don't know. Not usually. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but that's kind of the beauty in it, isn't it? It's you can never really uh, you can never really pin anything down. You know, you you, you never really own it. Yeah. You I mean, it's it. I think I think it was it, it wasn't it, idea, uh, yeah. Eno or Bowie who said. You know, a piece of music is basically when the artist said they are temporarily satisfied. You know, it's like okay, this is the been, as far as I can. You've been brushing up on your. You've been brushing up on that. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I was, I was referring to this because last last week we spoke. You know, yeah. um, Eno was a subject that we that you know kind of. Um, we we uh, did tickle Eno's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it's. I mean, that, that's just the way it goes. You know. I mean, you you can. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. yeah, I mean, the best the best way to be productive is really just to go in there, to go into the studio and start doing stuff, you know, mm. whatever it is, you know, yep. because at some point you stumble upon mm. something which tickles your brain and um, yeah. sucks you in, and you know, one thing leads to the other and everything. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. I feel Robin. That's a really strong point. Just sort of this following a more natural intuition, and I guess it's quite difficult because when you're constantly in the moment, momentum there's always this expectation, but, you know, like you said, Luke, sort of letting go and just allowing things to pace themselves. Like sometimes you don't mm. have to be pressured and that's okay to allow yourself to have gaps in between so that you can actually mm. create what it is you want to be creating. Cause there's always this sort of constant pressure. And for once we have, you know, time to allow that to not happen. And I've been sensing a sort of like, I guess, like you said, Robin, a sort of attention deficit, like this need to create and i think it's kind of counterintuitive right to like a natural process where you mm. sort of should be doing it not for any other motive but for yourself i guess yeah yeah Great. yeah i mean I th I, thinking about it um f f you know rightly or wrongly i think um what i used to do before this was it was very much a case of um making making myself do what needs to be done in a very short period of time because I only had a short period mm. of time. So there was no room for like, um, Oh, that's interesting. I think I'll go, you know, I'll go off on that tangent. It was very much a case of this. Don't get sidetracked on this kind of straight ahead. And that actually yeah. works quite well. But, um, so yeah, that that I I got used to that. I think, yeah, got used to that kind of. Um, if you like, you were saying, um, Joachim, you're saying um, if you don't go and do it, nothing really gets done. You have to kind of be very direct-minded on the thing you set out to do, mm. whether or not it turns out how you want. But if you, if you get sidetracked on that. And generally, you, you know, you don't really, 
you don't really uh, you finish what you started because there's not enough time. Yeah, okay, but I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about yeah. that kind of productiveness. I'm also talking about uh, learning, uh, finding things out about uh, the gear. I mean, like I see this massive Colossus machine standing behind you. Um, you know, do, do you just... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's an amazing, it's an amazing piece of, of gear. I've never touched it, but it, I, I mean, you can tell by the way it looks. It's, it's just a, you know, magnificent thing to work with. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have, I mean, there must be time you dedicate to exploring this thing without, um, without even expecting a result out of it, right? I mean, that's that's the kind of studio work I'm talking about when you are producing or you know when you're making making music or. Uh, you know you, when you're busy in the studio um, yeah in down yeah. downtime uh, you know in in you know times like this you know that's perfect opportunity to really sit down you know uh, like an entire afternoon for example and and just explore you know the hell out of it yeah which is, exactly, which is exactly okay. what I've been doing because I, I got right, that okay. just just before the lockdown <laughs> yeah, yeah. now yeah. I've, I kind of already thought if I'd got that but the lockdown didn't happen um, I wouldn't know as much about how that how that works and what I can do with that if it hadn't happened. That that would be like three years from now because I just <laughs> wouldn't have. If, yeah, honestly, yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, because you know, I, many many sins are like sort of a world in itself. You know. And I think there's uh, in uh, especially in uh, a machine like that, but also what I was referring to, I have a little sin that I'm exploring again now, and I'm finding all kinds of little new features that I know very well that I will use in the future for for new music that I probably didn't didn't find if, if I uh, yeah didn't have all all this uh, downtime now. Yeah. Have you actually? Sorry, sorry um, yeah, Sophia. Have you actually okay. <laughs> got to the? Have, have you actually made anything from learning? Have you made anything learning what the new things you've learned? Uh, I'm, I'm still in the experimentation phase now, yeah. but I think in the in the next few weeks, the, yeah, uh, I, I I have a. Uh, I have several ideas now that I really, really want to uh, want to, yeah, put it to use. Put them to bed. Absolutely. <laughs> huh? Put them to Sorry? bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I was just going to say also just the idea of exploring other formats as well, you know, because, I mean, at least for me, I feel like using other media outlets is always just circled back to music, you know, in a way, it's always inspired me. So I feel like exploring sound in different ways, you know, I've seen some artists make like sample packs, for example, or like just exploring sound design further, like I'm working on the sort of like sound installation piece with like a visual component. I feel like in a, in a way it just kind of challenges you and just motivates you to kind of come back to, mu to your own music yeah. and look at it from a different perspective. And you don't really get time for that normally, you know, because you're always sort of musically strictly musically driven so or track driven mm. i guess <laughs> yeah well, so yeah 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 sorry go on 
No, go on, man. Yeah, so, so, so any, anybody has um, – I'm just curious because that's, that's always on my mind, you know. What's your uh, – uh, the latest piece of kit that you are really into exploring at the moment? I mean, for you, Luke, it's obviously the Colossus. What about it's, you? It's, uh, it's that thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, yeah. What, what I said, this is, this is the thing that I'm uh, <laughs> exploring again now. Is that a tan? Is that a tansy bar? No, that's a Rosbox. Oh, right. Uh -huh. okay. And it uh -huh. has a thing here. If you see here, this is like a, you have a bit rate that you can adjust from yeah. one, uh, 16 till like zero or, or one bit. And it has uh, anti-aliasing on the filter and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm, you know, what have been. Re-exploring re again lately. What what is it? Is, is it a synth or is it? A yeah, it's it's a it's a monophonic synth, three oscillators, but also uh, every oscillator also has a wave wavetable uh, function, so you can uh, mix three different wavetables. It has a okay. digital and analog filter in it, and it's been made by a little company from Germany, and I think they he made about I don't know 150 or something. Sounds and I have it, I have it for quite a long time now, and I just, uh, yeah, sort of rediscovered it. So yeah, yeah, you took That's it to I'm my, uh, uh, you took it to my studio when we were collaborating. I remember, and um, yeah, it's one of the, these the machines that, yeah, it's it's one of these machines that if you, um, if you connect it and start playing around with it, you get instant instant results and. What I was, what I really liked about this one is that it, uh, the range of sounds you can get out, get out of it is is absolutely phenomenal. It's crazy. It's mm. um, from from the harshest crazy stuff to really delicate, uh, you know, uh, melodic stuff to, um, and you know, obviously also the glitchy stuff because that's what it's designed for. Yeah. But it's um, yeah. it's amazing. It's a really amazing piece of kit. Mm. Well, the, the the funny thing is when you started playing with it, you you got a, the sounds you got out of it were like very different than what I got out of it. <laughs> but that's also because you said you wanted to explore, like you know how how you wanted to explore the, the limits in a way. Yeah, that's usually what I do when I when I get my yeah. hands on something new. I I just you know see how far I can push it. You know, see where where the uh, where the edges are. Um, just to get an idea of what it's capable of, you know, not necessarily uh, to get yeah. something useful out of it, but just to see where the where the limits are, you know, where the, um, you know, how how big the mm. range is of of an instrument, just to get to to get to know it, you know. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a it's a bit like when you drive a drive a car for the yeah, first exactly, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want to take it around the corners, mm -hmm. see yeah. see where it yeah. how it handles, man. You know. Yeah, because all I mean, um, all, all the quick, all the. Uh, it's cutting up. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think there's a bit of a delay yeah. as well, so kind of cross. There is a there is a bit of a delay, but a I don't know bit. whether that's. Oh, guys, I I have to um to get somebody at the door, so please continue. Right. But um, one okay. second, yes. No <laughs> worries. Hold it up. I'll be back in one second. Actually, I'll just go and meet Joachim off screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fantastic. 
Robin. <laughs> that would be very. That, that would be something. If now they they appear in one screen together, Fuck you know, that, that would be like do really a weird. Session right now, yeah. <laughs> but okay, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I actually just brought um, the uh, Octatrack MK2 with me because I was kind of trying to reconfigure okay, nice. the slide design. Yeah, because you know. I feel like so much of like not just my own life setups, but in general, there's just always too many things, you know, and just trying to yeah. look for a more compact setup and trying to find machines that can kind of allow you to do more with less, you know, it just could get so overwhelming. And so I've just been kind of studying it in and out, but it's quite complex. Like there's a lot of capabilities, which is, you know, a blessing and a curse. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just nice to have a piece that allows you to, you know, kind of be flexible with how far, how how deep, how deeply complex you want it to be, or how simple you want it to be as well. But yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely an overwhelming one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's funny with gear, and especially I found with performing live. Mm -hmm. The I've always found that like it's great to I like to see a bit of kit that's very deep at home or in the yeah. studio. But when I'm playing, doing a live show, I want those at some elements of it to be very simple and reliable yeah. because I don't like... You want to like really you know, make access to what you want. Exactly. What to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I have as well. And yeah. what I always try, try to do is I want to, when I do a live set... I want to like if my my setup. I always want it to be a good balance between room for creativity, but also overview. Like if yeah. you have many many things that that you know that you can do at any time, then you lose a bit of overview, and that mm -hmm. can be uh, yeah uh, too challenging maybe. So I always try to to find a balance in that. Like of mm. course a lot of room for creativity, but also like in a way that I I, I still have overview in 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 what I'm doing and yeah where I'm going. Yeah, totally. This machine yeah. is quite nice for that. I guess Luke touching on your point of like allowing things to be compact, you know. Um, but within that, you know, it's nice to know that there are further, you know, that there is a further capacity. So if you did want to stretch it really far, you could all within one machine. Um, Versus, you know, having to bring all these things along with you that you don't use, maybe, or just overload. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jocho, we were different. talking about uh, life, life setups. Ah, okay. Yeah. You mean that limitation of person's possibilities and stuff? Yeah, but also no, like... Uh, uh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> hey there. Hi, Luke. Hey there. How you doing? How you doing? Actually, um, for uh, Lucy's not here tonight, but I would like just to give him a quick, uh, a quick Tibetan bong. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we can definitely hear it. <laughs> Loud and clear. Everyone has tinnitus now. <laughs> or no, that was... <laughs> okay. It's just, uh, you know, 
just a, a shout out a shout out to the new human new citizen he's new the, the new uh, a shout. Of the human race yeah 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 <laughs> yeah on the same day as boris boris here had a baby the uh, you yeah. know the boris bumbling boris so uh, yeah <laughs> congratulations <laughs> lucy <laughs> yeah awesome sorry anyway yeah um Yes. So, uh, Jochen, what I said, we were talking about live setups. What you know uh, regarding what sort of gear is you know, uh, yeah, we we would choose to use and stuff like that. Oh, well, um, yeah. To me personally, I mean, I've I've worked with um, many. Yeah, nope. like a lot Lost of hardware. You. Um, oh, you still? Are we still here? You, I got you're front. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got a spinning. I got a spinning wheel. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I mean, anything from uh, a laptop with a controller to um, you know massive hardware setups um, mm. as a live setup. But the the, the thing that 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 is important for me is that. Um, I really, really know and understand and uh, master the the setup before I take it on mm. the road, you know. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's mm. it's basically yeah. your instrument, you know. It's like it's it's an instrument yeah, exactly. that you really have to. Yeah. Um, no yeah. matter how many components is made made out of, you know. I mean, it can be made out of a few components or a lot of components. Yeah. But yeah. you should really be fluid with, um, yeah. with the technology. Um, you shouldn't even be thinking about it. You know, you should just yeah. be able to perform and. Um, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, you know, as long as that's the case, I don't think it really make a, makes a difference whether it's hardware or software or, you know, what kind of, you know, no. what brands, what brands no. or, you know, what, no. yeah, I I know. Yeah. I'm not well, a purist. The, 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 I've, I've never really thought the technology itself is the most important part of playing in front of people. Mm -hmm. It's. It's how little you really have to think about using it, yeah. Because that's that's not entertaining, you yeah. Know, yeah like, yeah. Uh, hey everyone, I managed to uh, get into menu B and find the filter. That's you don't want to be doing that, you know. You, yeah. It's it's yeah exactly. It shouldn't be the you know or or this is the newest thing and stuff like that. I don't. If you can use it well and quickly, and you're comfortable with it, then that's more important. Then that's fine. Yeah, but yeah. but it shouldn't be the yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Well, there there are also a lot of other things that um, that I keep in mind when I'm deciding about what to use uh, for performance, and that's uh, you have to make uh, you have to be able to make bold gestures. You know, I mean, mm. it doesn't really it doesn't really make a difference whether you know you can influence like a for example an auto panner on a clap or something like you know, like, mm. you, know you, yeah. it, you know what i mean because mm. nobody's ever going to hear that and nobody's ever going to notice or you're you know you cannot really shape your music well actually about th th three people will notice <laughs> <Yeah>. three <laughs> and they'll come, they'll come they'll come to they'll you come and say oh i like your panning man <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the crowd will be <laughs> yeah 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 but i mean i yeah, mean true. um uh, you know i mean if you have to have control over your arrangement or over the you know the the 
the development of a track, you know, like uh, how it how it kind of um, uh, changes over time. You know, you should be able yeah. to to have a big influence on that. And um, and you know, I think I think um, you know, like bold things. I mean, it's it's not only like muting things individually or whatever, but it's really sort of uh, being able to adjust on the fly to wherever you want it to go. You know, you shouldn't be limited mm. to. Okay, yeah. well, I've got another sixty-four bars. You know, if some, you know, to to have to run out, run through yeah. it before I can change anything. You know, you have to be. It has to be instant. <laughs> to you know what I mean? Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, um, you know, like small small details really don't really don't really matter in a club. No. It's more it's more no. like the the big gestures. You know, the big yeah. the big changes, mm. and you have to be able to access those anytime you need them. You, you need them there. You know, and. Mm. Um, um so yeah so you can really influence the the energy in a room or um you know uh, adjust to the mood or whatever and uh, also the order in mm. which things are played is something that i always always try to keep open you know instead of playing a set list mm. from start yeah. to finish where every track has its place in yeah. the set you know you see you see a lot of live shows like that but um totally. that's more like a concert it's fine you know it works for certain types of music but if it's really about um, creating an energy in a room or making people dance, you know, it's more like, it's more about uh, uh, adjusting, more like DJing, you know, playing the right thing yeah. at the right moment, you know, and um, uh, yeah, that's something I always try to build into whatever system I use. Yeah, because mm. you, you only know what the right moment is when you're actually playing uh, and you have the atmosphere in the room. No, yeah, you are, you are, you, you are can do a moment. predetermined set, but you, you never know how things are going to turn out. Yeah, I mean, and and, and you shouldn't do. You yeah, shouldn't exactly. Do. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I I never really second guess a gig. You know, for me, mm. it's uh, I never really know. So, I think, and I think that's really healthy to go in there with a sort of expectation of knowing you have got to be flexible. That you yeah. that that it's not about what you it's not about what you. Um, think it's going to be it's about feeling what's going on when you're there exactly you know yeah. because that's the special thing isn't it you know that's the exactly that yeah. that is what makes a night a night it's just happening then and yeah you know there's no uh there's there's no you don't you just don't know yeah. Yeah. do you guys feel that sometimes like the challenge of using a new piece is also an exciting one in the sense that it kind of forces you to re-envision your creative process. So for example, if you're really aware of a particular piece of gear, you might have so much control over it that you're not allowing it to have the sort of like improv moments, right? So I think like my question, I guess, is like, is that more of a challenge or is that something that is like motivating, you know, in the process for you guys? Are you talking about live, live sets? Uh, sure, live or hybrid, I guess, just using a new piece of gear, you know, and mm -hmm. just kind of the challenge of sort of the learning curve of having to learn it, but as well, like, you know, leaving these moments where things can kind of go a bit like off tangent, you know, but that can be a beautiful thing, I guess. I love it. I mean, um, you know, I mean, I, I've got like a, a standard setup, you know, which I use for most gigs. But I also play with, um, you know, I, I use I use uh, uh, an octa track and tractor, and um, for my DJ sets then, right? Um, but the octa track is full of loops and they change all the time. 
and the uh, tractor is full of tracks which I don't really use as tracks but more as loops um, that's the standard thing I do but I've recently also started playing on CDJs which I never had you know believe it or not um, mm. and it's not it's hard work because I don't really know I don't really understand these machines you know and I don't particularly like them like them either I, I think they're pieces of shit but um, but yeah, being forced to still make a good set out of it, you know, is keeps me, keeps me on my toes and has resulted in some interesting uh, moments, you know. And then the other thing I do is um, um, I've only done done it once, but I've, I'm, I'm trying to start doing more once the you know uh, clubs open up, up on a, again. Um, is um, a four deck vinyl set with um, records that I cut myself. And the records are basically just, um, you know, tools, you know, they, they, they are not like complete mm -hmm. tracks, but they are, you know, like either percussion, hi-hat, you know, or, you know, melodic things or, uh, or, you know, bass, drum, drum, drums and bass loops or, um, you know, anything in between. And I kind of stitch them together and I actually need four decks at the same time. Otherwise it'll just be, um, you know, a part of a track, you know, so, and they're all cut at the same speed, you know? Um, so I, you know, basically just have to take care of the phase of the, of the records, not really the pitch. And, um, even, even though they're the same speed, they still kind of, uh, you know, there's, there's always a little bit of friction going on, you know, with, with, uh, with the sync and everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, and because, you know, turntables in a club, especially if you have four is a very fragile system, a very, very, um, you know uh, a system which is very you know uh, unstable and influenced by the circumstances and the you know the the sound in the room you know the the the, the feedback of of the of the bass and everything uh and you know movement of the stage and stuff like that it's uh, it's highly risky but a lot of fun <laughs> so um yeah, I mean it's uh, bloody risky man <laughs> it is very yeah. risky that's but actually, it's, it's, that actually when 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 yeah um that 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 reminds me actually the one of the original ideas i had um when me steve and dave came up with the lsd concept was mm -hmm. based on that idea of uh, a turntable orchestra oh, using right, yeah. using different parts not not on uh 1210s um that only takes a brave man like you but on cdjs to actually have different parts on each cdj um because i just remember that idea from like i think it was like 1987 or 8 and there was uh there was someone trying to do that back then with vinyl and mm. um it always kind of i always thought that was a pretty good idea but um i think uh, yeah i mean if you can pull it pull it off on vinyl that's that's really that's testing man you it's know. a hell of a lot of work because you have to create the the music or the parts and then you have yeah. to cut them and uh, yeah. make sure they they you know they blend well and yeah. um so you basically you know have to make an entire discography uh yeah. to be able to do to do just that set you know but it's um it's it's fun because uh, for this first one i spent two weeks in the studio and i made about um i don't know 50 tracks 50 parts and uh you know cut them on 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 you know on both sides of the record some some had two tracks some had one mm -hmm. um and um 
yeah, it's 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 a fun way of doing it. I mean, if I've, you know, before I moved to any uh, hardware or you know digital stuff, I used to play with vinyl. You know, so it's um, um, yeah. I mean, the 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 feeling with with uh, decks is still there. You know, but it's a, it's a totally different approach. I think mm -hmm. I think to be honest, Luke, uh, you said somebody around two thousand two thousand one, but I think it was practice in um, the drum and bass era where uh, people used to play a lot of um, um, acetates. They, they would cut oh, them yeah. on one speed. They would all cut them on 170 or something, you know, so they, they, could, yeah. they could use multiple decks. It's not a new idea, you know, it's just um, the fact that I have access to a, a vinyl cutter, you know, that I yeah. experiment. It's, a, ch it's a challenge. It's a challenge, man. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, yeah, so... Anyway, but um, there is for you know to come to come back to the question, you know, there's there's not real a real ideal um, setup for me. But what it does need uh, for me is something to, um, like Sophia said, you know, something new you can you that is challenging, you know. So you are on the on the on the tip of your tip of your toes, you know, or you like you're really sort of you know keeping it together, barely keeping it together. I think that's that usually is the most inter mm. interesting position to be in um yeah. yeah so yeah i mean it needs there needs to be some kind of challenge yeah i think yeah well it's, it's interesting when sophia was saying introducing new bits of kit mm -hmm. i've tended to do that so like you were saying you can uh, the live show setup is pretty much stays the same but if i get something new a little box i want to try out it kind of goes on the side and I think, you know, I'm going to do this show tonight, but I'm, I'm going to, in, I'm going to try working with this guy here, mm -hmm. you know, bring, bring in this guy and see how it, and it, and it, it, it gets kind of one chance. It gets one, <laughs> one chance okay. to impress me and right. that it doesn't disturb my kind of, uh, my psyche of the gig, you know? So mm -hmm. I think, okay, I've put something in there that could work. Let's see how it is when I when I get this guy going here, and mm -hmm. if it, if it works, then I think okay, yeah, maybe maybe something can, maybe it can fit in, you know. So I, when it comes to I think when it comes to performing and Sophia saying about new new gear, unless it's there's something about it that's kind of exciting and. Uh, almost almost fun to use it live um i i'm pretty pretty it's not something i'd introduce easily you know because it would start to change too much mm. and that doesn't always that doesn't always work out the way i want it to work out so sim simple can i think I, I like simple i like boxes that do one thing yeah you know um I've got a few pedals one called a big muff <laughs> Terrible. oh electroharmonics sorry yeah you know and you, just, you know <laughs> i didn't think of the name but uh the, yeah but you know you, you 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 slam it in there and you know it does one thing and it does it well and i'll use it on one mm. track and it's just there for that track and that's right that's good for me okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
Is that your dog? <laughs> My dog? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's Sander. <laughs> oh, it's Sander. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Barking. Barking yeah, in yeah, the yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to put him on his leash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. so we have some um uh you know we we can people who are watching this can ask questions mm. in the in the YouTube chat and I've seen mm -hmm. some uh, some things appear here. Let me see if there's anything that we okay. uh, that I think kind of connect to what we are saying or uh... <laughs> okay, maybe this one is interesting. Where you go? This one. Which pieces of hardware were seminal for starting off your music making? And do you still have them in your setup? From Fakuru? Fakuru. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to butcher your name, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, in, in, in my case, a long time ago, somewhere in the mid-90s, I started with an old MPC because I, uh, I always wanted to... Uh, my first aim with making music was always to, to play it live because I was always uh, impressed by uh, live acts back in the day. So that's what I wanted to do as well. So that's why my first instrument was an MPC. And right now, I yeah, I uh, I still have it here, but I don't use it in my setup anymore. But I still have it. For me, what about you? Yeah, SL twelve ten. That was really? that was yep, yep. That was the first um, electronic instrument that I learned how to manipulate music. I think. Yeah. 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 What about you, Sophia? Yeah, you know, I guess for me, like coming from more of a like classical background, the rhetoric was always like, learn your one instrument really well before you hop onto mm -hmm. anything else. Because I feel like there's so many, like at least at least what I've seen, so many producers that start off not understanding like the fundamentals of production, but they just dive straight into gear. And it's like, for me, I've made a point to stay completely in the box when I was starting off and really understand production and composition to like the best of my ability to understand the moving pieces and ultimately started to sort of add little pieces as I went along, like whenever I felt like I was ready and when I had a grasp of whatever instrument I already had. And I feel like for me that process has always worked, just having like an efficient setup that I'm actually using and that I really understand in depth. Um, and yeah, just slowly, I, I feel like there's, you know, there's a stigma in electronic music naturally because of the instruments that, that it's made with, that you have to start off with gear. And I feel like it doesn't necessarily mm. have to work that way, you know? The process can be whatever. And for me, yeah. I found it to be the opposite, where I had to kind of start with my DAW, start with Logic, and then kind of expand from there. Um, mm. And now I think, I, I think, I think that, that, that's a great <laughs> attitude to have. Yeah. I really do. Because you don't uh, uh, need that much to really make something, you know? Because... It's no man, a set, a set of speakers and and one single instrument yeah. is yeah. is enough to get something interesting, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I mean, that's that's what's changed a lot over the years is um, the um, the you know the 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 tinsel and the the, uh, 
the idea that surrounds a bit of kit didn't used to be there before. So things weren't glammed up as much as being, uh, you know, putting pictures behind a bit of equipment with a, someone on stage going like that. You know, this this is going to make you that. Mm-hmm. And that it didn't yeah. used to be like that. And it's, I mean, I guess everyone learns in the end, but when it comes to it, it's it's really no bit of kit is going to make you something. That That only comes from... In you yourself, yeah, yeah, totally, exactly, yeah, totally. yeah. and that's it. That's yeah. it. You you are the instrument, really. Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the the, um, I mean we 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 all like to try different pieces of kit and and you know yeah. learn you know get inspiration from it in some sense I guess. Mm. Uh, um, oh, you, you stopped know, I mean, your com- It doesn't fatigue. Can yeah, what about you? now? You're back in the room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, you know, when I tour and even, you know, when I talk to people about, um, you know, who want to know about how um, how I work in the studio, there's always this question, what should I get? You know, what piece of gear should I get? And um, I always feel that I can't really give any proper advice because, um, you know, uh, it shouldn't really matter, you know, I mean, any, any piece of yeah, uh, h- hardware or any, any, uh, mm. plugin or whatever you, you use, um, should get you going, you know, and, um, um yeah. everybody, everybody approaches a certain piece of gear or, uh, software in a completely different way. And mm. therefore it is a different instrument to, uh, to everybody who uses it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if, if people say, what should I get? Should I get this compressor or that, you know, big, you know, investment in, uh, you know, expensive shit. I said, no, man, just go to eBay or some, you know, online mm. market, get, get like a whole shopping bag full of crappy guitar pedals and, um, and, you know, two or th- two or three crappy old drum machines or synths. And mm. just patch them up in different ways and see what happens. You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's certainly a way to totally. to get a to get a sound going. You know, mm. and um, I mean that's 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 the cheapest way to get to get you going, I guess. Including, um, of course, um, just getting a laptop or a computer and get some software. But mm. to be honest, starting in software, I think, can be very daunting. You know, if you if you mm. if that's the platform you're starting with. I'm afraid, or I don't know if you really, really, um, because of the massive amount of choices and the limitless amount of possibilities um, that exist in inside a door or, or you know, music mm-hmm. software. Um, it's very easy to just, you know, approach it in a very shallow way and move on to something else um, before you even got a result, you know, or even dug into it in such a way that you really understand the, the piece of, uh, yeah, you know, machine, you know, the machinery that you're, you're exploring. Yeah. I mean, the best thing really is to start with one, with one thing or two or three maybe, but not like a limitless amount of, of plugins or, uh, pieces of no, hardware of because you, you, you get lost and you, you, you just only will, will be only will dis- be disappointed yeah. and, and demotivated, you know, mm-hmm. It's much well, better to really, really explore one piece of gear. Yeah, I mean, 
that that kind of um, reminds me when when I did the Archangel album, the Planetary mm. album. The I actually set the the whole purpose I I set out was I had to write the whole thing in live without okay. any external instruments. Maybe there's a couple of little bits I added to it afterwards, but the whole of the album is done only using Ableton's synths. Okay. The whole thing. And this was something I wanted to prove to myself that I could write something just using that one thing. This Last week we touched on limitation. Mm-hmm. You know, which uh, I think is an important thing, and we, you know, we were talking about that, and that got us onto Eno. Actually, I remember. Um, but you know, in the case of that album, that was very much a a, a set out um, challenge to 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 almost not to prove a point, just for an academic reason, but yeah. to see what I could do with that, just as it is. And I, you know, I was very pleased with the result. And the funny thing is, I remember the after effects of that when I'd been on the road. And I remember this one um, trip where I was in the back of the car going to the gig, and the really enthusiastic guy in the front. And he turned around to me, goes, "Wow, that album, man! That's just what it's so analog. Where do, what synths did you use on the album?" And, I was, <laughs> and you know what? I didn't have the heart to tell him. That I just did it in live. You know, I couldn't because it yeah. was so vibed up, you know? And, yeah. you know, it just, you know, just saying I did it in live was, I don't know, I just couldn't tell him. So, I, you know, I just said, yeah, loads of stuff. But, you know, I, th- I think that um, I've always found that interesting, that idea that it's not uh, more of everything, but what you can do with less. You know, creatively, I've always found that in, in, inspiring. Yeah, um, restriction. Restriction is good yeah, for restriction. creativity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you There's can't this... pull it off, well, you're no good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 then you suck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I think it's it's a good thing to 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 mention uh, that you know uh, that you are able to do things like this only in life because it's I think it shows people. That they don't don't necessarily have have to buy the new the newest fanciest mm. VST to really uh, make something great. Mm. Gear lost. It's a great thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easy yeah. to become a victim. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's always this sort of like backlash from people who are like very much like gearheads. You know, like even at the concept of sort of just using stock plugins and like. I never really understood that. I can sort of understand creatively it can get daunting, Joachim, but as well, like you said, I feel it's like how far you push it. Like, to be honest, like yeah. the chunk of what I've been doing lately has been stock plugins, not just to hmm. you know necessarily prove a point to myself, but sometimes it's just efficient. My, my, my thoughts are coming quickly and it's just a very effective way of working, you know? So I feel like yeah. it really depends, you know, and it's like, great, we all love extra toys, of course, you know, it's never a bad thing, but... I mean, it's yeah, also nice if it's to all have already there. Not having, yeah, totally, yeah. And it, it, it's a fast way. Sometimes, you know, you just have ideas and you just want to get it out really quickly, right? It just depends what, or if you've got a lot of time to jam, then you know, equally, a lot of gear could also be exciting. Mm. That uh, bridges nicely to uh, uh, the question that is um, 
uh, here now from uh, Jesse or Jesse. Uh, I tend to lose myself in compression Let's and endless. Yeah, yeah. I would say move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a piece of music is a piece of music, you know, and it's got to be there, um, even if it sounds shit and uh, it should still be as exciting as a piece of music, you know, and, yeah. um, um, you know, plugins are not going to make a shitty record sound um, amazing. I mean, you, I mean, no. it could, it could no, help sure. it could, or so it, it doesn't make, uh, well, it could make it sound amazing, but it doesn't change anything about the content and about the the heart and soul and the um, you know the guts of the track. You know, no. it's the, the guts needs to be there. You know, the yeah. um, the power, the energy, the, the, the idea. Yeah. yeah, the intent, the idea. You know, the because yeah. basically all you're doing as a musician is convey ideas. You know, you're basically yeah. creating. Um, you know, like a parallel or an alternative reality to and know, a daily life, and a yeah, feeling. and a feeling, an emotion, yeah. whatever. And if if those elemental things aren't there in your track, um, um, yeah, it's tempting to go in there and you know check all the menus and stack, keep stacking plugins and you know try to mm. rescue it from being dull or whatever. But I would say don't spend any time on it. Just make. 10 new ones, uh, you know, in the time that you would otherwise spend on EQing and compression, you know, you know, yeah. just start 10, 10 new ideas, you know, just even, you know, spend half an hour on, on getting, making a new loop or a new sound or whatever, mm. um, rather than just, uh, trying to salvage something which wasn't, you know, yeah. uh, you, worth you it in the first place. You can't flog a dead horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could have, yeah. I mean, that's, that sums you it can't. up. <laughs> yeah, well, you can, but you know, it's, it's, but then that's just getting weird, isn't it? You know, yeah. I mean, if if it, I think I think it's if it's if it's if it's not happening, it's not happening when it comes yeah, sure. to music, and uh, you know, there's a, there's a kind of time where you go, okay, you know, I'm going to go and do something else for a bit. This isn't this is this isn't happening today. Yeah, that's there's one, the natural uh, thing. There's one specifically addressed to you, Luke, right here. Oh, yeah. Spellet, yeah. Um, husband. Yeah, well, husband, um, <laughs> I like sub. <laughs> I like bass. Um, I mean, on that particular track... Uh, if if you want to get technical about it, there's there's a hell of a lot of compression because I put so there's there's actually a lot of different there's a lot of stuff going down the bottom end and uh, um, I remember I used a lot of compression limited to limiting to create a sound out of everything that was down there. Um, and, you know, it's always hit or miss with that kind of thing. Cause when you go to play it out, you never really, especially with subs, subby stuff, you never really know how that's going to sound when you play it out. So there was a until few different you, yeah. versions, yeah, until I felt it was about right. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. But sometimes, you know, sometimes compression works, sometimes limiting works, and sometimes it just doesn't. 
And I've never found a track that you can treat in the same way just to get a good result. It's it's really random. Yeah. Well, it's not random. It's it's because of the other elements surrounding that sub. You know. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. if you, I mean, mm -hmm. um, it's it's a question that I, I mean, there's a lot of people who are, um, you know, aspiring producers or people who are you know getting stuck with handling bass in a mix. Um, they always, you know, ask questions about how you kick, get a kick sound so loud. And, you know, the mm -hmm. easy answer really is, you know, just turn down the rest. You know what I mean? Then your <laughs> it's kick a loud is louder. kick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, mean, to, in, in, order to, in order to have something stand out really, really uh, obviously, um, mm. the other stuff needs to be um, in, more in the background, if you know what I mean. You know, yeah. um, I mean, there's, there's such a thing as like the overall perceived loudness of a track, but even in, even in, in, a, in a loud sounding track, you can have a loud kick drum. But you will notice once you start to analyze this, that there is nothing really in the way of, of, of the kick. You know, there could be like some uh, huge, huge bass line going on. And you, you're wondering, why doesn't my kick, um, you know, uh, punch through? That's because your bass line is too big. You know, you have to kind of mm. uh, separate these things in order to give every element its own space in a mix, you know, and that's... Yeah. Um, um, I mean, you can just keep on adding dBs to something to make it seem louder, but it might actually completely uh, put the sound out of the out of the right context. You know, it's like you said, Luke. There is no uh, fixed rule. Uh, any every no. track or every track. Every that track you is do, different, so it yeah, it's really different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to keep on sort of shaving off other elements until the thing that you really want to stand out doesn't really necessarily only is true for a kick, but it's true for everything. If you want something to be loud, you have to make you have to shave off some bits and things of other other stuff to make it stand out more, you know. Mm. And adding adding mm. the the missing thing in a certain sound doesn't always mean it's going to have the desired result, you know. It could also be in, you know, other stuff that is masking your 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 you know your sound mm. that you want to make more uh, apparent in a mix. Yeah. I feel like yeah. there's so much uh, sort of like a lot of overly stacking uh, distortion, particularly now versus just sculpting the sounds that you already have and just kind of working away and yeah. shaving away. And like you said, space, I think, you know, is actually how you can get so much more volume out of what you already have versus just continuously putting things I on think top. so too. And it just less is more in a way. Right? Yeah. So much yeah, it can be. I, I can live with just a kick drum. <laughs> if it's the lovely sounding one okay throw in the hi-hat then yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah i mean but it's 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 kind of, there's truth in that because um you know i mean in the studio we all spend ages and ages making you know something sound right you know and you know tweaking little things but if you take um you know a drum machine, you know, mostly, you know, like a 909 or an 808, or it's it's pretty much true for for even you know modern drum machines like uh, you know analog rhythm or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you if you connect just a stereo out to a PA, yeah, in a in a big room with a massive sound system, it's gonna sound absolutely amazing. You know, it's mm. gonna sound yeah. really really big. Totally. And true. and every time that happens, you know, I, I'm like, what what the, what am I 
doing in a studio <laughs> you know you can just do drum tracks and the same you know same yeah. thing kick kick hat snare or kick hat um clap or whatever and and it'll it'll be massive you know in a in a club mm. i mean of course we we like textures and we like to kind of you know you know uh shape things to a certain aesthetic aesthetic that's why we spend time producing th stuff you know that is you know invest time in shaping the sounds Mm. But um, but yeah, the raw sounds are are very 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 powerful by themselves. You know, they, they are in a venue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, especially in a warehouse venue. You, you know, it just gives it that whole a nine oh yeah, nine in a warehouse is is huge. Yeah, yeah the, correct. The, with the reverb from the you know from the venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there was one. Okay, guys, there was one other here. What's, what's, what's this one in Dutch for you, Joachim? Hey, Joachim, uh, get this hangout. Or is that a personal one? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see this. I was the. the no, this I don't was see some, it. <laughs> Sunny um, Verkusen. Okay, I'll, I'll go back to that. Um, okay. This, this, I thought, I thought it was. Move on. This was the, I thought this one was interesting from uh, Tom Humphreys. Yeah. about generic generative algorithmic music and you know have we experimented with them i'm sure robin has uh a bit yeah and i uh, i find it interesting uh but of course it uh i like generative and algorithmic but but to be within a certain uh, frame that I that it doesn't go in or doesn't evolve into uh, ways that I wouldn't like it. So I I definitely like generative, but it needs to be. I I I wanna want to have some kind of control over it. For sure. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, for for example the 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 surround sound set that i did on the fusion festival is uh i think that's that's a good example of how things evolved but still in a way that i uh i could cont uh, control it because uh how, how do i explain this properly yeah i I had a certain idea in, in mind, like what the sounds needed to be atmosphere-wise. So they 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 were like evolving, but only to a, to a certain extent, because I I was doing so many things at the at the same time there. Also the the surround uh, part that uh, the the sounds being generative were uh were helping me to be able to focus on like for example uh, some of the 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 surround things so yeah in the short answer yeah i uh i really like it uh generative stuff but again uh i want to have some control over it uh, as well and regarding the coding uh no i i, I didn't do any Live coding, because uh, I think coding is something that that should be done uh, uh, beforehand, because it's not a creative process. Uh, so, 
so uh, yeah the 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 coding is uh i i, I would not do that uh, live uh, personally yeah the, i mean the, the, the coding is very abstract because eh? coding is yes okay. like you know type on the keyboard coders think coding is 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 uh, creative though <laughs> that's fine that, that's perfectly fine yeah no but you know i mean i think um you know there is um this is one of these things that that um pops up when when you start getting into things like reactor or max msp or yeah. uh, stuff like that you know i mean you can have a brain that uh that i use is, max msp that, for my surrounding so yeah yeah well I've, I've i've used those things as well but mm -hmm. um i you know i don't have the coder's brain you know what i mean i uh well once you put me behind yeah, same here. a patch a patch or I can modify things, you know. I can I can uh, change change things in in uh, uh, Max MSP, but I would never sit down and and um, build an entire uh, patch from scratch. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's just I'm just too impatient uh, for that. You know, um, I mean, yeah, um, I, I, I do like both. I do, I do like do really like uh, you know to work with these systems and and you know. Uh, get things out of it, um, and both both these things I mentioned, you know, MaxMSP and React have really good communities around them to help you out if you get stuck with something. But um, yeah. you know, uh, I didn't get any further than just um, you know, sort of really crudely um, adjust existing patches and you know things that floating around in these communities. Um, and, we, and, then we, in, we, and then, we, sorry, hmm? are no, we talking? Are we talking about the ever evolving? Well, press, yeah, I mean, press a button and it, and it just gets on with it itself. Yeah, I mean, you you can get, of course, you can get that with analog gear as well. But I mean, um, you know, with you know modular systems um, such as the colossus you have behind you, you can you can set up a patch which basically plays forever and and keeps evolving and changing and um, yeah. you know, and that's generative. Basically, that's that's the generative. Uh, you know, uh, I think the, what this uh, what, what Tom is talking about. Hmm. Um, but um, I, th I think it's very useful and a lot of fun to to set up patches like that, you know, or to to create mm -hmm. to create things like that in in uh, in software or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it for me it would would only be to generate things that I can later go back to and use in a certain way. And um, I, I mean, I've I've done generative. Um, you know patches for for you know installations in in uh, galleries and stuff and it's it's fun and interesting but um i you know you know i i always want to impose an idea on something you know and uh give it you know have like robin said you know have some kind of control over what it's doing and um, yeah because in the end I mean, it needs it, to uh, fulfill the purpose that i have you know that I wanted to do in the first place? Yeah, yeah. I, actually, so, yeah. I, actually, I actually uh quite dislike it actually, to be honest. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I've never felt you know, I've, I've never liked that idea of um, you know, you move a few balls around on an iPad and you know, and it's playing this forever looping bells mm -hmm. that change all the time. Whether it's a control thing, which it probably is. To be honest, mm. I just want control over what I can hear. So, 
I think maybe that's more of a control freak thing, but I I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy things yeah. that go off on their own. Yeah. And do their own thing. I actually uh, maybe maybe I don't know why that is, but I just um it's okay, but it's it's kind of like pressing demo, you know. No, you know? it's not like that at all. I don't. Think no, no, so. it feels it feels like that. It feels like okay. that. Right. Okay. It's like I'm not doing anything. It's kind of like. Well, you we you well the the thing you, that you are doing is creating the circumstances for this patch to um, exist. You know. You're, you're so creating you, you, this frame. Yeah. Yeah. So you are creating the, yeah. the the parameters and the circumstances and the um, you know how things are interacting with each other. Um, so the end result is, is I think, as valid yours, um, your creation as as a, a track that you write out in a in a door or something, you know, um, mm. or or record with hardware. It's mm. it's as much a, a choice, you know. It's like um, I think it's um, it's a choice, yeah. But I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, but I'm not sure. I'm not convinced that in, your in the end, you know, what we what we are doing is your is, feeling. Have, and intent goes into that, you know. No, but like like we discussed earlier in the because in the what, chat, you, you know? what, what, what you're what, what, what you're doing is it's 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 an option. Yeah, I mean I mean it's a valid option. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying the result doesn't necessarily carry you. It's carrying a mathematical algorithm. I'm not sure if I um, agree, Luke. You don't have to agree, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm, ju I'm just. No, I'm just. Thing, you know, seeing two different things. Right, because yeah. I think what what I think is that eventually, what it comes down to is your judgment, um, and that's what it, that what that is what counts. You know, I mean, even if you're writing music with, um, like we discussed earlier in the chat, you know, you're writing music and you start out with this certain idea or aesthetic, and you find yourself doing something which is kind of representing what you were starting out with, but t turns in a totally different direction. Mm, mm. But uh, all the while, you are judging what you are doing and making these decisions. And that yeah. is as, as true for, for writing a track in a, the traditional way, but also for um, you know, working with a generative patch. You, know? you are tweaking things, you, know, you are you know, um, kind of writing uh, the circumstances or you know, manipulating uh, a patch or even you know, writing code for that. And um, all all this time, your judgment is the 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 leading factor in what it's going to be. So it's as much your track as um, a track which is created in a traditional way. That's what I think. If 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 you've written the code, you mean? No, if you are, you know, if you are creating a generative patch, you know, or a generative um, use generative software to to create something. <clears throat> Mm. It's judge. It's the judgment that yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not the. <clears throat> not the you know what I mean? Ah, it's, but, you, it's, but the thing. The thing is, you still need control. Because you have control. What, you what, have control. What you, what, uh, what, yeah. Yeah. You, well, while while you are putting it together, while you are you know making these decisions, okay, I'm gonna have this element influence that element, and you know that's all you know sort of. In that moment, you are in control of it. That, once you are, one, once you are done, once you are done with it, and think, okay, now it's generating something that I like. It's it's your judgment and your judgment alone that decides when it's finished, and that is exactly the same as with writing music in any other way. Mm. I disagree a bit there, but 
Okay, cool. Okay. It's good yeah. to have, you know, it's good yeah, to, yeah. Uh, that's, you know. Context Ab- absolutely. Well, yeah? I mean, yeah. a lot of dance music, there's a sort of functionality or an expectation around something. So once you lose control of that, you no longer can sort of manipulate the audience towards a specific sort of destination, right? So maybe within like a more like gallery setting, let's say, or just depending on the sort of show and the experience that can kind of fluctuate. Whereas mm. like if you if mm-hmm. you've got an hour set, you know, and you just have to sort of get people moving and depending on the time of the of the night, maybe that can kind of differ how far you push the sort of, you know, independence away from control. Yeah. Maybe it's just a control thing, I don't know. <laughs> Could yeah. be. It's it's an inter- it's an interesting question though. Yeah. Tom Tom came up with a good question there. I think. Here's one by uh, Stephen. Uh what do you do uh, when you have no inspiration or don't feel like making music? Do you force yourself to work in the studio? No, just go and do something <laughs> totally different. Totally. No, 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 no. If it, you know, yeah, definitely not. it's got to, uh, got to snap it when it's, when it's there, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I can't stand being in a studio personally if I'm not, there to do something uh you know it's not yeah. not for me well robin was saying that earlier right sort of the idea of now being in quarantine and having this like you know dire expectation that you have to be making something and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way you know you don't have to force yeah, exactly. the process mm. you were saying earlier you, can, not, you, you cannot force the creativity you know if it's not there at the moment it's not there you know and it's fine <clears throat> Yeah, true. But uh, I mean, if you, it's true. What that's true. Yeah. But um, I mean, if you, you can also dedicate some time to uh, to learn a certain piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's more true, like ad, yeah. It's yeah. more like an admin day. You know, like okay, I've yeah. got this thing. It's like yeah, housekeeping. <laughs> it's yeah. making yeah. making backups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true as well. Yeah, do, do you yeah. Have a, but that that's a pur- a that's a purpose, system? isn't it? That's that's a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, actually, it was uh, the, the one of the, one of the most important things that I I learned about studios and computers is back in the day, Daniel Miller from Mute. He said to me, "Whatever you do, always back up what you do." Right, and uh, from that. Yeah. And from from that day, I've just become a kind of. I've got backups of backups. Yeah. I've got a. Mm-hmm. Everything is yeah. doubled, tripled. Just, I don't. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I, I can't. Can't. Can't have it. Where does way. your Where does your data live at the moment? It lives through that you won't door. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> There's a load of uh, network disks, right? Uh, NAS, and everything's raided and backed up on there every every track that hasn't been released or every anything like that's on a shelf and uh right so but um, but so what happens when your studio burns down (laughs) i I got it in the cloud right okay Okay. yeah good good. (laughs) what happens if apple's data centers burn down yeah 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 well yeah. Well, I had a horror yeah. story last year, Joachim, after I played for you um, for the AD event. My uh, bag was sort of went missing with my both hard drives and all my USBs. Ooh. And so I learned my lesson the hard way, definitely. And now, like, like Luke said, just have triple 
backups because you just you can never rely on one thing right yeah it's, it's, exactly. it's actually quite scary because it also yeah. has you know so much of your personal information and we just kind of um yeah we just blindly just upload all our content to one thing and expecting it won't go and then it just disappears so learn the hard way definitely yeah. yeah so have you have you never ever lost anything then luke yeah yeah i've lost uh quite a lot Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Mainly, mainly from um, maybe a power outage or yeah. uh, a disc I haven't backed up, and the disc goes down. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a yeah. lot. Yeah. Got a here. few scars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, uh, I've you know since since the um, you know the the lockdown happened i've also um done uh, you know a few weeks of you know you know a few hours a day just going through cdrs and stuff mm. and um and you know just put them back on uh, on, on hard drives because they were yeah. originally backups of hard drives which no longer exist so they only exist on some of some of the stuff only exists on these cdrs and it's funny to see how how quick all these you know different formats that we've used over the years go obsolete you know i've got like yeah. box boxes of boxes yeah. of empty dat tapes you yeah. know mo drives um yeah. zip discs zips yeah uh, wow. yeah, yeah. Sure. um zip you know 128 and i think i believe five up to 12 512 or, or something or you know you know i think these... there was a there was a one gig wasn't there a one gig yeah at some point zip. yeah yeah, I mean, I stopped. I stopped using zips when when my drives got infected with the click of death. Oh yeah, <laughs> same here. So, yeah. so the click of death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, click, yeah. click, click. Oh my god, I lost another one. And yeah. it, you know, they would copy from one disk to the other. You know, and even to drives. I don't know how it exactly worked, but it it was uh, transferable between drives with infected disks. Um, mm. Something about the head aligning to you know uh, trying to force you know itself to reading it and then therefore being screwed up or whatever i don't know i'm not too technical in mm. you know that area but anyway but yeah i mean you know cassette tapes you know reel-to-reel tapes Sense. um yeah. i've got loads and loads of stuff you know mm. and i'm you know all digitizing this which is uh, up to the cloud at the same time so mm. um yeah but found, you know. some in- found a load of stuff that i've completely forgot about Mm. And I also also didn't find some stuff that I was after, you know, that I really wanted to find. I haven't found yet, so uh, yeah. might be lost mm. in one or one or two crashes that I had in the past. I don't know. So um, yeah, and that you know, and you end up spending a day searching for that one because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're convinced. You're convinced yeah, it's on. That is you know, there. That is there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's there. I, you can yeah. remember it. You know. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> I, I know it was on that drive. It was on that. Oh, I backed it up to that drive. Oh, oh yeah. what happened to that drive, man? You know, it's like. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny. It's funny to see yeah, how too. how how quickly these things happen because you know I you know the fact that I have yeah. like mm. four or five boxes of ninety minute uh, Ampex dead tapes, which were which are still sealed. Mm. You know, at some point when I when I was living at that time, I, I was thinking I should buy four more boxes, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, they're just, they're sitting there and never touch them again. That's crazy. Yeah. And how how yeah. soon you forget about these yeah. things? Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So, vinyl yeah, people, it, no, vinyl. That's the yeah, best storage vinyl. medium. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you know, real to real tapes there, isn't it as well? 
you know, well, but if they, you want to go are, ready. No, no, no. But they are, they are um, after about 40 years, even if you keep them in the best conditions possible, they will wear out and they, you know, they will dissolve um, and become unreadable. They and do. Vinyl, you've, got to, you've got to back vinyl, them up, yeah. Yeah, vinyl, yeah, vinyl is something, if you bury a box of records in, 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 the, in the ground and, mm. um, you know, dig them up in 200 years, prove, you know, um, if the technology would still be there, they're playable, you know, because they don't yeah. deteriorate as much as everything else. So Yeah. Well, I remember I found um, in someone's house a few years ago, quite a few years ago, um, a copy of the state funeral of, of Winston Churchill on vinyl oh. in a gatefold, um, which I thought was quite curious. And I took it home and it played perfectly. And I don't yeah. know when he died, but I mean, it must have been in the 60s, right, or something. Mm -hmm. So uh, <clears throat> it was an interesting, you know, sort of uh, subject to have on vinyl. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you don't expect to come across Winston Churchill's funeral on vinyl. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just always remember it was mouldy. The cover was mouldy. It had been down in this damp basement, but took it home, perfect. So there I sat, you know, smoking a pipe, listening to <laughs> 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 Mr. Churchill's send off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's see if there is any other. Interesting questions. Um, I don't know. Um, some people talking about sequencers. Anybody has a favorite hardware sequencer? Or any sequencer in general? Does it make a difference what sequencer you use? I've just been using the uh, MK2. It's, I think it just doesn't really matter. It depends if you're playing out live or for production. But I think, again, going back to the same point of how you use things, right? Mm -hmm. how, your, yeah. how your brain wraps around what it is that you're using. I think so, too. Mm. Yeah, they are, there's many ways to sequence stuff. And they, you know, different methods or different, have different results or different... Uh, uh, ways of approaching uh, what you are doing, but I don't think. I mean, I like arpeggiators. To be honest, arpeggiators are fun. Arpeggiators are good. They're always good. Yeah, <laughs> always good. Man. Instant gratification. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds nice. You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's so many options, isn't there, for sequences, yeah. uh, hardware, software. I don't personally. I don't think it makes any difference, really. To side chain or not to side chain? <laughs> mm. uh, no, yeah. no side that chain. Is, that is the question. <laughs> though. Which personally, I'm not going to answer. But uh, no, okay. Maybe someone else wants to. It's a tool. It's a tool. Yeah. It depends a bit what you yeah. want to achieve, maybe. But yeah, hmm. yeah. For me, quite a lot because, like, going back to the point we we're saying about using sculpting the sounds that you have and getting the most out of it instead of just stacking things on top and just I don't you know I prefer to kind of effectively sculpt away in sound design what I have. So definitely a lot of side chaining and just kind of allowing dynamic and things to move in and out where they should. Space mm -hmm. definitely a lot of space. Mm. 
So there's too much overload now, just everything just getting piled on top. And there's difficult for things to kind of stand out in the mix now because just things are just getting piled. So. Yeah. I, 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 I think to look at it, everything is just a tool. Yeah. And it can be used for whatever you want to use it for, whether you're meant to use it for something or not. For, for that purpose I don't think it really matters but I just see everything as a tool as a it does something and it's up to you how you use it and you know it's a if you want to copy it if you want to find out how a sound was made and then copy it then you will find out how it was made and something like side chaining has a notoriety for a certain sucking sound, you know. Um, if you use side chaining as an effect, yes, it does. But you as can an also effect, use yeah. it. You, yeah, you can also use it completely yeah. uh, undetectable, transparent in, Absolutely. in the background to, to make yeah. space for yeah. something else. Yeah, yeah. which was mm. actually its original intent, I believe. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it's find a different use for it. That's quite fun, actually. Yeah. Have you ever rigged a sound system on stage? Yes, I have multiple times, <laughs> and I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I set one on fire in on, in Australia. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah. I was playing in the uh, the subcourt fire, the speaker. Okay. I no, I uh, as, as far as I know, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it's still yeah, time, man. I, 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 I did wreck uh, the, the ears of a sound engineer Ooh. when I, I think because I was, uh, I was doing a sound check and that was with the guy that I was uh, doing uh, industrial hardcore live sets back in the day. By the way, that's the same guy who asked this question. So hello, Chris. Uh, <laughs> we, were, and we, were, we were playing in a little place called uh, Lisse. And uh, back then I had my big setup with me with the 909 and all. And uh, I had my, my mixer full open. And uh, somehow the sound engineer, I thought, convinced me that the, the, the PA was, uh, was still off. And the sound engineer was doing something uh, in, the, in the sub of the club. He was adjusting something. And I had my NPC and my... My MPC was triggering the 909, and then through a range of effects, so you have this 909, but then, then the, the hardcore version. So I gently tapped the pad of the MPC, and then you got this this hardcore kick, 909 hardcore kick, like boom, like full on on the on the sound system, hmm. and then then I hit someone yelling, and it turned out to be <laughs> the sound engineer that was with his head in the sub, doing something <laughs> uh, whatever. So uh, yeah, that, that's uh, the only thing as close that I came as uh, wrecking something. But uh, yeah, yeah, okay? I remember in in the, in the <laughs> yeah yeah he's okay he was definitely okay yeah yeah yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> well, sub sub doesn't doesn't really um, damage your ears as no. much as high end. I mean, yeah, it can be. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine it was a massive shock to be in a sub or close to a sub and you doing that. Mm. But, yeah, uh, 
but it would be worse if it's a microphone feedback or something on at that level. That is just killing. Yeah, totally. That's absolutely yeah, true. 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 Yeah. True, yeah. true. True. I started using yeah. um, like per my audiologist uh, recommendation. I started using my custom earplugs when I'm in the studio making music as well, just changing the filter on it because there have been so really? many incidents of just unplugging cables, you know, and I just you know you're just in the middle of it and you forget, and then it takes one pop to just completely wreck your ear. So I've definitely wrecked my own ears. <laughs> In the studio, so I started wearing earplugs, you know, at least just when I'm sketching ideas, obviously not in the mixing process, but certainly for sketching, because you just never know. You're in the middle of a session, you get excited, you unplug a cable and just, it's okay. gone. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been quite helpful, even especially when I'm in my headphones, you know, so it's just um, eliminates a lot of risk. Yeah, okay. I've, I've, I've blew up multiple sound system. I once blew out an entire side of the PA, like the left side. Um, okay. And there was one. There was one um, instance that I can remember, which was really funny. Um, that's another another occasion. I was I was playing, and there was these. You know, it was like in the early '90s, and they used to give you fucking guitar wedges as monitors. You know, at that time. Yeah. You know these yeah. ter terrible floor, floor sounding. Yeah. yeah. You know, terrible sounding, especially for um, you know the high end is just it's just terrible. Anyway, for 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 you know electronic music anyway, um, because that's what they're not designed. They're not designed to do that. You know, yeah. they're not designed to replicate uh, you know full range sound. Um, yeah. So, um, and I was you know I had this thing next to me, and um, um, I never really watched it. And then all of a sudden, I thought, you know, this thing sounds pretty terrible. You know, what's going on? So I looked over, and I saw in the in the box, I saw this really nice sort of orange glowing circle and i thought wow they have they have these special <laughs> effect wedges you know with um <laughs> okay <laughs> with like a, a led strip in in the inside or something you know which uh, makes it glow glow orange <laughs> and then um I, I looked you know my my stuff in in the room again and all of a sudden i start to smell this funny smell and uh, looked again and it turned it turned red and just at the moment i was looking there was this big flame coming out of it poof. <laughs> and the whole the whole paper just okay. uh, just disappeared at once you know and i saw you know and it turned it down of course it pulled the plug yeah, that was an interesting people started throwing beer in it, into it and everything to uh, to get rid of the flames uh, beer. anyway yeah yeah good idea right That's rock and roll, man. yeah rock and roll yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I and I blew up. I That's blew a standard up, uh, fire fire extinguisher for a rock and roll wedge. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, and I blew up studio speakers too, which uh, which is quite terrible. Um, uh, which one? The last one I did that was about two years ago. I blew a tweeter out on oh yeah, on yeah. My, one of my PMCs, um, looking you know when I was trying to find um, like extreme frequencies in the. Um, machine drum, electron machine drum. Oh, sorry, analog rhythm. And, um, you know, the frequencies that thing can produce is just absolutely insane. And, it, and it, yeah. uh, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but it, it just uh, yeah, fried my tweeter, which was terrible. Because mm -hmm. it needed to be ordered from the UK and it took fucking three weeks. Um, anyway, but... Um, it's such a long way away, the UK, that's why, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> I think I think I'm blowing blowing up a studio speaker. I'd find emotionally more sad. 
and blowing yeah. up a venue speaker. Not because yeah. <laughs> not, not not because I don't not because I don't own it, but um, yeah. it's uh, I don't know. It's uh, that's part of the gig, isn't it? Really, you right. know, when yeah, a sound system goes over the top. What are you using at the moment, Luke? Are you still using the the barefoot ones, or you have yep. multiple sets? Okay. Yeah, I've got a nice. barefoot MM12s. Okay. Which for me is the, the, they're the best monitor I've ever ever had. Mm. They they really cover a lot of ground. Right. And uh, uh, I got other monitors, but they're they're when I come to judge something whether it sounds right and especially loud, mm. then that's uh, that's that that they've really hit the spot for me. But I've mm. I've been a monitor junkie for <laughs> many years. Many years, right. yeah, and uh, which is strange because I'm sure, like a lot of people who have been around a bit, that um, a lot of the early records were just written on NS10s, mm-hmm. and that's the only speakers I had right through the Actually, first half of the 1990s. Yeah, it's a question for you guys: How uh, long of a period do you find yourself testing tracks, and how many reference points, or how many different monitors? until you really feel like you can gauge, you know, how comfortable you are with, with how it sounds. I mean, certainly you can't just go off your own, but as well, like, how many different iterations of tries does it take for you to feel like, okay, you know, this sounds, this sounds proper and ready? For me, not, not many, not much at all, to be honest. No, for me I neither. mean, I, I, I mix, when I mix a track, I mix it for on, uh, more on vibe than on sound, you know? I make sure yeah. though all all the all the stuff sits sits nicely in relation to all the other stuff in the track, but um, and you know I mean uh, I'm I'm usually quite I'm not I'm not really that scientific about it you know it's more like um, if it if it conveys the the idea that I had you know even though there might be some stuff which is unconventional or not really. Uh, not unconventional, but not really like perfect. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. take too, I don't spend too much time, you know, slaving over that. You know, I, I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm too impatient for that. You know, I'd rather start something so, new. Uh, I, 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 I can tracks out. Yeah. I can. I, 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 there's a delay. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I, was I try to ask, get like, I, when you're so, testing stuff. <laughs> no, 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 go. Okay, I, <laughs> so just yeah, just I'll let you finish. <laughs> or okay, so when you're testing tracks out before release, it's more on the creative side, on the production, and sort of like, um, you know, just what the track sounds like versus the mix that you're testing more. You know, is it the composition or is it the mix that you're that you want to get a feel of when you're playing it out before release? Yeah. Yeah, more more the vibe and the atmosphere and the impact totally. rather than right. than the, the the final sound, you know. Um, yeah. To me, to me, it, it's. I mean, you have to really tour with a with a track for weeks or even months to even understand how it sounds uh, before yeah. you know. Because you play in different sound systems all the time, you know. Yeah. And uh, unless you play in a club that you really know well and uh, you, where you know the sound system really well, you can you can have that as a reference point, you know. Um, but um, it doesn't really say too much, in in my opinion, if a track uh, sounds good in in a club, a random club, you know. Um, I mean, and the other thing is, once once you are satisfied satisfied with the 
the vibe and the idea, you know, whether your, you know, your idea comes across, um, then I just keep it like that and, and leave it up to the person in the mastering stage to make it more industry standard and to shave off any, you know, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> things that are, you know, are not uh, sticking to vinyl or which are, uh, you know, unnecessary. Or to... unwanted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I get it to a certain stage, you know, where I'm, I'm happy with it. And then, you know, to to really perfect, to make it perfect or make it, make it uh, so it sits in the range of other tracks well, that is more up to the mastering people, I think. Um, yeah. so I, I don't really, I don't really, um, yeah, trust a club test too much, you know, because it doesn't tell me you're aware of it more. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I've, I don't think, I think there's too much emphasis on perfectness really. Yeah. Uh, but I, th I think it's what, what is the purpose of what I'm doing? So if, um, if I'm writing a track that I want to play out in a, well, used to play out in a DJ set, then <laughs> that's where I want it to, that's where I want to be happy. Um, yeah. You know, and that's, that, that's kind of the end goal. And uh, like Jochen was saying, personally, I don't faff around with stuff too much. It's, it's uh, the stuff that I know is not really important to what I'm trying to do. But, you know, if you're writing something that's not for a club or a dance floor, I think there's a different set of a different way of thinking about it because the end, the purpose of that the purpose is, is, is for different ears and in different places yeah. and different environments. Yeah. That's a different yeah. goal. You know, so I think, I think it depends, but mm. I, th I think fussing over things for too long can actually be very detrimental to creation. It can kill a track. Itself. It can kill yeah. a track. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so record the ship version before you start messing around with it, because <laughs> yeah. you know, no, but it's it's happened so, it's, yeah, it's, it's happened true, so yeah. much, you know, you know, yeah, it's like dem demos become the track because yeah, it just yeah. had this vibe and you know that's and it's like gone if you don't capture it, you know, before well, you, you get, start the, tweaking the, it and you know, yeah, usually when 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 I get in that um, phase of okay let's see if i can if i can get some more out of it i just save each um tweak as a different version you know and then so you can always go back to what you had if you yeah. if you really mess it up yeah um yeah. and then maybe yeah. take ideas from each version and yeah i mean but to be honest i don't i don't spend that much time on it you know it's uh you know it's it's really it's really about the idea you know it's really about the you know the the thing you are setting out to do you know the you know this the sort of aha moment or the eureka moment when you are writing something and think oh wow this is this is amazing mm. that's that's where i try to keep it you know even when i might dress it up a little bit or change a little things around a little bit yeah. but it's the moment where you are uh, yourself uh, getting excited about what you are hearing and that's the that's the vibe yeah. that's the that's the yeah. thing that yeah. you you yeah. where you can yeah. in theory you could just stop there and and um and then just iron out any technical no. imperfections or whatever, and then that's it. You know, that's no. that's usually what happens. You know, totally. um, yeah. Um, 
I mean, this this is certainly true for working with computer sequencers, you know, like Ableton or Logic or Cubase, whatever. Um, there's always the danger that you dive way too deep into it and and um, and just you know become like a. Um, it's, you know, it's it becomes like an, yeah, yeah, and it becomes like yeah. an office job. You know, you're just sitting behind a screen, yeah. clicking around, and nothing really changes. You know, it's all very very small increments or. Um, uh, very very small little changes that don't really say anything about the initial mm. idea. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I if, if you. Point... Oh, sorry. No, go on. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like I feel like I'm getting a delay. So it's... Um, no, but Luke's point about sort of perfection, you know, is really interesting from a mixing standpoint because I do feel like. Um, at least now a lot of the things I've been hearing like the pendulum is like set between two really extreme directions where something is either really clean and it's too digital or trying to attain a really older analog feel and overly distorted but like sort of meeting mm. a medium in between where it's like clean distortion you know and just like having a natural <laughs> intent and not being on either end you know it's, it's trickier sure but you know I think um, that I, I find even myself like challenging myself a lot or I'm challenged rather a lot within those two extremes where, where, where do you want to be? Well, I think Somewhere it's in the like middle. a natural intent. To, yeah, sure, to yeah. whatever the track's intent is, right? And not getting it, like you said, overly perfect, because sound is not meant to be perfect. And neither is it meant to be like overly fabricated and overly distorted just for the sake of it sounding older, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I, th I think that's a bit of a fascination with 90s um, equipment and the way it sounded to be honest because uh that's a very common thing now is the idea that somehow back in the 90s the music we weren't trying to um get things as good as we could uh, a lot of time there's very limited equipment so which kind of generated its own sound yeah. uh, through lack of equipment <clears throat> and it's quite. I find it quite interesting that that sound is actually a kind of a preset now. It's a kind of a, a type of sound um, that can mm. be. Oh, you oh you want that kind of raw, overdriven channel sound, you know, from from back then. Um, and uh, I I, th I think it's all good, but it's you know it's. Um, I think the thinking behind then is not I personally I'm still doing the same thing now as I was doing then but just with different equipment um, yeah. yeah I mean I, I, th I think I know I think I know what you're saying because a, a distorted kick sound in the early 90s was basically just overdrive your your gain on your yeah. your mixer and then um, yeah. or maybe uh, the gain of an effects you know processor whatever any 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 any, any sort old, of pre any yeah any preamp slides. any preamp whatever yeah yeah um and and that is tip that's basically just um using your equipment in a way that is not supposed to be used you know yeah and i think that's what you are saying luke uh, by uh, when you say okay i'm still doing the same thing when i did what i did in the early 90s is you know just try to explore you know the edges of what you're gear can do and sometimes you you are in the limits within the limits of what it's supposed to do but sometimes you are basically abusing it to get something out of it which is uh a bit interesting of as well 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, use things uh, in any way you fancy using them, right? You know, not necessarily what they're made for, you know. That's mm. that's a, a mm. good attitude to have, I think. Yeah. 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 Right, let's see if there are any questions. What time is it now? Okay. I, th I think I'm going to have to clock off in a minute. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. Well, time can... does go faster. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, we can just say, okay, we've, um, we've, we've covered everything for tonight, right? Um, and uh, hey. and then just uh, go back to our gear yeah, or lack thereof sure. <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof yeah okay back to isolation <laughs> back to isolation okay guys yeah, but we'll all be we'll all be together again soon you know yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah for sure for sure yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, uh, hang in there and uh, good luck surviving yeah. your, you guys uh, your week. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's really care. nice to speak Take to you guys. all. And, uh, you as well. And let's, uh, let's stay in Bye. touch. Thank you. Okay. For sure. Okay then. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>